This is One Oak Church. We exist to share the hope of Jesus. No matter who you are or where you're at in life, you are welcome. Our mission is simple, to bring people that are far from God close to Him. Tune in as Pastor Robbie Emery shares how we change the world by loving God and loving others. 1 Corinthians 10. It says this, I have a serious concern to bring up with you, my friends. Using the authority of Jesus, our master, I'll put it as urgently as I can. You must get along with each other. Why can't we all get along? You must learn to be considerate of one another, cultivating a life in common. The word of God says to a church, the apostle Paul writes to a church and says, hey, I've got a serious concern to bring up with you, my friends. I'm speaking from the authority of Jesus, our master. I'm going to put it as urgently as I can. You must get along with each other. Considerate of one another. Cultivating a life in common. Romans 15 and 1 says, Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in. And lend a hand to those who falter. Oh, I need to step in. I need to, I need to, I need to care. I need to get involved. I need to put myself out there for someone else. Absolutely. Because the church is more than just a place we come to. It's who we are as a people. Because we're the church when we leave this place. And we're the church on Wednesdays. And we're the church on Thursdays. Everywhere we go, we're the church. Step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Oh, man. You mean, I mean, it's, it's going to be inconvenient to do this sometimes? Sometimes it's inconvenient to serve. Sometimes it's inconvenient to go out of the way. Sometimes it does hurt a little bit to help somebody. I'm not, I'm, because of some sickness when I was a child, I'm not able to give blood. But it, I, I'm thinking giving blood might hurt a little bit. It, it might, you might be a little, like, lightheaded after giving blood. But is it a good thing to do, right? It's the right thing to do, it's, but it's not always convenient. Going out of our way to do the right thing is sometimes not always convenient. I don't, the cross wasn't convenient. And then I love, the writer goes on to say, strength is for service, not status. I want you to put that in your heart. You didn't even know that was in the word of God, did you? You're like, man, strength is for service, not status. That if you're elevated to a place of position, a place of status, a place of strength, it's to serve. It's not to have something on your chest. It's not to pin something there. It's to serve. How can I do better at what you've allowed me to become, God? How can I help someone? How can I make a difference? How can I lend them or send them to you, Jesus? How can I do that? Strength is for service, not status. Each of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? It's more than just 
a tagline to our local restaurants, but it's the inscription of our hearts. How can I help? Maybe we can wake up tomorrow morning and ask ourselves that question, how can I help someone today? How can I truly make a difference in the lives of others today? What can I do to help someone else? We talk about in our church that you belong here. And that belonging is true. We want everyone to feel like they belong in our church. But most importantly, or more directly, it's going to happen from you. It's going to happen through us. As I'm going to build that connection at work, or I'm going to build that connection with my neighbor, I'm going to have to fly a flag in the front of my house that I'm not excited about this week. My neighbor is a state fan. We made an agreement. I don't bet, but we made an agreement. And they asked, my daughter asked me, are you going to do it? I said, yeah, baby, I am. She said, why? I said, because I'm trying to win that man to Jesus. <laughs> we don't have to be the same, but we are called to be together. We're not supposed to be the same. When Danielle and I were praying about the church, we were praying, God, please, please don't let the church be, look just like us. We're 35-year-old middle-aged white people. We want the church to be diverse. We want the church to be older and younger. We want the church to be from all ethnic groups. We want the church to be different. But we want us to be the common idea that we come under the banner of the cross. That we come under the banner that Jesus Christ is the answer for everything. If he's not the answer for everything, he's the answer for nothing. Right. Ephesians 4 and 7 says this. Apostle Paul talking. But that doesn't mean you should all look alike. You should all look and speak at the same time. Out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is given his own gift. And that's where he goes into the five-fold ministry. He talks about how everyone has their gifts. Everyone has their callings. At the Welcome to Church party today, and TJ's going to talk about it. That we all have our spiritual gifts. We all have different gifts that God has put inside of us. He's all gracious with something. You ever seen some, someone do something that it's not their gift to do that something? It gets really weird, real quick. And no, I'm, I'm seriously though. It's like I'm right-handed. I throw a ball right-handed. If you would ask me to throw a ball left-handed, it would look really weird. It would look awkward. The ball wouldn't fly in the trajectory it's supposed to. It probably wouldn't get to its destination because I'm not left-handed. I'm right-handed. We all have gifts. We all have callings. And God has a place for every one of us to use your specific gift, to use your specific calling. Not everyone is to get up on stage and speak or play an instrument or sing. Trust me, you don't want me to sing. But we all have our callings and our gifts and our places. So just because yours is not the same as the person next to you, great, yay. Because if we were all the same, this church would be boring. I don't want us to all be the same. Some people love the lions. Some people don't. 
Will we pray today that Ebron catches every ball? And that Slay has a good day? I love football. I do. As most of you know, I enjoy football. I used to play football. You might not think that. I used to play football. I played football in middle school and some in high school. You will never guess the position I played. I played center. Yeah. I was a husky boy. That's what they said. I was, I was on my pants and said husky. Anyways, how many had husky pants? <laughs> You're like, I got husky pants on today. <laughs> I love playing football. I played neighborhood football. I broke my finger playing football. I never had it fixed. I've had a lot of broken things in my body I've never had fixed. I love to win. I hate to lose. You saw it up here just a minute ago. Me and my wife are having different trunks. I'm going to do the best I can to win. She's going to have a budget. I'm not. I love to win. If you were to ask me today what my favorite movie is of all time, truly is my favorite movie. And one of the reasons why it's my favorite movie because I can sit down and watch it with my kids. It's not something that I'm like, oh, you got to wait till you're like 18 to watch this with your dad. This is a war movie. My favorite movie of all time is Remember the Titans. My favorite movie. Ryan Gosling's in it. You didn't know that, did you? Ryan Gosling's in it. Who else is in it? You know Kate Hudson's in it? Yeah, Kate Hudson's in it. Little Kate Hudson. I got to meet Coach Boone. I, no, I got, not Denzel. I got to meet Coach Boone. The coach of the team. Remember, the Titans comprised some of the favorite actors. Denzel Washington, of course, Ryan Gosling, Kate Hudson. But beyond the actors starring, the message is why I like the movie so much. Football, yeah. But unity, lifestyles, ethnic groups, personalities, all that is wrapped up into this movie. Coach Boone, through a series of incredible teaching moments, transforms a team, transforms a city. They overcome so many obstacles. Unity is not just good for football, it's good for faith. The scripture we're talking about deals with so much prejudice and disunity. It was happening even within the church. It was speaking to a group of people who were so judgmental to others. The Apostle Paul says, ah, you guys got to get this together. If you're ever going to do anything as a church, if you're ever going to make a difference, you have to come together. You don't have to be the same, but you have to come together. That's why you hear me say, I want you to be kind. I want you to love everybody. I want you to speak positive words. I want you to say things of hope. Because if we can start, to, if we can move down that lane, if we can drive on that highway, we will go far. And we will help a lot of people. Because strength is for service, not status. Their judgment wasn't necessarily based on race or color or religion and health, but that was all a part of it. It was wrapped in who you're related to. Who's your dad? Who's your family member? In a world so delusional and disconnected and distracted, they're like, ah, you know, if you don't come from the right pedigree, then you're not a part of our group. 
If you don't come from the right family, if you don't have the right last name, if, you're, if, you're not, if your dad is not who, need, you know, if he's not, he doesn't have status in our community, then you're not a part of our group. And they're trying to exclude people and push people away. But the remedy will always be positive people. The remedy will always be loving people. The remedy will always be kind and caring people. Will always be that. A person is that way is a breath of fresh air. You walk into your job tomorrow and you're just high-fiving people. One, they'll be like, what are you on? Because you weren't like that last, last week. But then you go in Tuesday and you're that same person. You go on Wednesday, you're that same person. You're kind and you're caring. All your Facebook posts are kind and loving and caring. You start doing those things telling you we can shape a world. We can shape a city, but most importantly, you'll be changed. Your family will be changed. Well, Pastor Robbie, man, that's that's a utopia. That's something that we can't know. We can do that. We can achieve that. We can go after that. I believe God is calling us to do that. What if there was a place where you could fit in and find your purpose? What if there was a place that wasn't built on religion, but made for building relationship? What if there was a place where hurting people could discover hope? Nathan and Melanie, I believe that's why you're here. Because you believe One Oak is that place. Kevin and Stacy, I believe that's why you're here, because you believe One Oak is that place. Don, that's why you're here, man. You've been coming for a year, man. You've been hanging with us. Mark, that's why on Thursday night, we hung out at my home and we spent some time with some incredible guys. We prayed together. We shared together. We talked about how to be better men together. We watched football together because that's what we do at my house. If we could just simply honor up and honor down and honor all around. I say this all the time, but scripture instructs us, try to outdo each other in honor. Outdo each other. I'm determined to outdo people with honor. I'm determined to try to outserve somebody. I'm determined to out try to give somebody. I'm determined to do that. Tony, step in here real quick. I honor you, sir. I honor you for the man that you are. Tony has two kids in elementary. He says, You know what? I want to get involved, I want to serve. All right, man, where do you want to serve? You want to serve in here? You want to load in teams? No, I'm going I'm to help with the kids. I want to get involved in there. He said, two services is now giving me an option to do that. He said, I may come at 930 when the Lions play at home and serve and then go to the Lions game. I'm like, that's cool. Listen to the podcast. I honor you, Josh. Tony's like, I got to go. Josh and Tony, part of our connect group. And I, I sent Josh a text not too long ago, and I just asked him to pray for me. We we're texting, communicating, so it wasn't like this weird text out of the blue. Like, but you ever, you ever have someone in your life that you wish you'd never met? You're like, yeah, man, I wish I, they're just a drag. 
you're that person in my life, I'll tell you this, that I wish I've always known. I honor you, sir. Thank you for loving me and my family. Thank you, Katarina. Married beautiful daughter. I honor you. We got a, a new family in our church today. Alex and Deanna Cooley. They've been coming for a long time, but, but this is their first service as a husband and wife. Why, why are you doing this? Why are you taking time? Because I, I want you to know the church that you're at today. Alex and Deanna came here. They were dating. And they got baptized. First baptism service, I think. And then, I believe it was, my, my day may be wrong, I believe it was July 7th they got engaged. And, and then on September 13th, got married in Canada one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. And it was an honor for me to be a part of that. But not just the September 13th today, and not just the October 8th today, but every day. I believe that we can shape a world, a culture. My aunt sitting on the second row here, or my step aunt, or however we want to say it. My kids call her Anne. But this is a family. This is home. You belong here. Sean, you belong here. Thank you, Sean. You belong here. Mike and Linda, you belong here. I'm so thankful for you. I honor you. You belong here today. This is that church. God is building. I want to read one last scripture and then we'll go. Ephesians 2, 19. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith, faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. Oh, that's why they say that. You belong here. With as much right to the name Christian as anyone. Your name may have been Messed up for a long time. You might have been excluded because of your status, because of your name, but you belong here. And you deserve the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now, now he's using you. Dave and Liz, now he's using you guys. The, the apostles, those are the ones that were closest to Jesus. The prophets, though that's the Old Testament. So the Old and New Testament is what he's saying there. I'm building it on you now. I'm building it on you. They were the foundation. Now I'm building it on you. Fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. If I stop preaching anything other than Jesus, you have my permission to leave this church. Because he holds this thing together. Not Robbie, not you. Jesus Christ is a cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God. All of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. 
Not only do we want you to feel at home, but we want God to feel at home too. You belong here and so does he. Stand with me today. I got so much more to preach. You might want to stick around for a second there. We've already prayed. We've already done a lot of things today. A lot of things happening today. I'm going to pray for you right now. If you're new with us today, if you're a new friend, we're so glad that you chose this service to be a part of today. I feel so inspired today, so encouraged. God has something great for each and every one of us. Bow your heads, close your eyes with me, let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing in all of our lives, God. We are a blessed people. God, I thank you for every person here. I thank you for who they are in you, God. I pray, Lord, that you would allow something to happen on the inside, that they would know that they do belong here. No matter what they've faced in life, no matter what they've gone through, God, under the banner of heaven, they belong here. They deserve the name Christian like anybody else. Because you're fitting us together brick by brick, stone by stone, not all the same. But we all have the same cornerstone, and that's you, Jesus. I pray, God, right now that you would bless them. I pray right now that if you are elevating them to a place of strength, God, that they would realize it's for service, not for status. A place of blessing is to be a blessing, not just to take in more. God, I pray, Lord, that they would see that. Pray you'd touch them right now. With every head bowed and every eye still closed and every mind upon God, no one looking around. If you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never said yes to Jesus, and today you want that to be the day. Today, on October 8th, 2017, you want to say yes to him. Maybe for you, it's been a long time. Maybe for you, you've never been to church and you want to say, I want to say yes to Jesus. I feel like I know I belong here and I belong in his plan, in his kingdom. If that's you today, when I count to three, just stretch your hand into the air. You've never said yes to Jesus or it's been a long time. When I count to three, throw your hand up in the air and drop it right back down. One, come on. Two, that's you. Three, throw it up, throw it up, throw it up. I see you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I realize today that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Today, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead. Today, I give my life to Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, clap your hands under the Lord. Yes, thank you, Jesus.